0: Welcome, everyone, to daily prayer at the Abbey. I'm Father David, and this is evening prayer for Friday, February 9th, the year of our Lord, 2024, the season of Epiphany. The prophet writes, Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We're so glad that you're joining us today at the Abbey That we may be cleansed from all of our sins And serve you with a quiet mind Through Jesus Christ our Lord Amen The Invitatory O Lord, open our lips And our mouths shall proclaim your praise The people say O God, make speed to save us O Lord, make haste to help us Glory be to the Father And to the Son And to the Holy Spirit As it was in the beginning Is now and ever shall be World without end Amen let us praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our evening canticle at the Fos Hill around on page forty four. Together, O gladsome light, pure brightness of the ever living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed. Now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices. O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Our psalm for this evening, Psalm 102, beginning on page 400 of your Book of Common Prayer. The psalmist sings, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto you. Hide not your face from me in the time of my trouble. Incline your ear to me when I call. O hear me, and very soon. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burnt up as in a furnace. My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Because of the voice of my groaning, my bones will scarcely cleave to my flesh. I have become like an owl in the wilderness, and like a screech owl among the ruins. I am solitary, and lie sleepless because of my groaning. I am like a sparrow that sits alone upon the housetop. My enemies revile me all day long, and those who are enraged against me conspire to do me hurt. For I have eaten ashes as if they were bread, and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of your indignation and wrath, for you have taken me up and cast me down. My days are gone like a shadow, and I am withered like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and your remembrance throughout all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for it is time for you to have mercy upon her. Indeed, the time has come. For your servants love her very stones, and are moved to pity to see her in the dust. The nation shall fear your name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth your majesty. When the Lord shall build up Zion, and when his glory shall appear, when he turns to the prayer of the destitute and despises not their plea, this shall be written for those that come after, and a people that shall yet be born shall praise the Lord. For he has looked down from his sanctuary, from the heavens the Lord has beheld the earth, that he might hear the groanings of those who are in captivity, And deliver those who are condemned to die, that they may declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praises in Jerusalem, when the peoples are gathered together and the kingdoms also to serve the Lord. He brought down my strength before my time and shortened my days. But I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of my days, for your years endure throughout all generations. You, Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They shall perish, but you shall endure. They all shall wear out, as does a garment. And as a garment you shall change them, and they shall be changed. But you are the same, and your years shall not fail. The children of your servants shall continue, and their seed shall stand fast in your sight. And the glory of Pantry glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our first lesson, the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 39. Jeremiah 39, verse 1. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem and besieged it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, a breach was made in the city. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and sat in the middle gate. Nergal sar of Samgar, Nebu sarsakim the Rapsurus, Nergal sar the Rabmag, with all the rest of the officers of the king of Babylon. When Zedekiah king of Judah and all the soldiers saw them, they fled, going out of the city at night by way of the king's garden through the gate between the two walls, and they went toward the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And when they had taken him, they brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah at Riblah before his eyes, and the king of Babylon slaughtered all the nobles of Judah. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. The Chaldeans burned the king's house and the house of the people and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried into exile to Babylon the rest of the people who were left in the city, those who had deserted to him and the people who remained. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left in the land of Judah some of the poor people who owned nothing and gave them vineyards and fields at the same time. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave command concerning Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard saying take him look after him well and do him no harm but deal with him as he tells you so Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard Nebuchadnezzar Adon, the rabsaurus Nergal Sir Ezra the rabmag and all the chief officers of the king of Babylon sent and took Jeremiah from the court of the guard they entrusted him to Gedaliah the son of Ahikam, son of Shaphet, that he should take him in home so he lived among the people The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the guard. Go and say to Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will fulfill my words against this city for harm and not for good, and they shall be accomplished before you on that day. But I will deliver you on that day, declares the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men of whom you are afraid. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fall by the sword, but you shall have your life as a prize of war, because you have put your trust in me, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Magnificat, the Song of Mary, on page 45. In unison, my soul magnifies the Lord, Mary sings, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for he that is mighty has magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him throughout all generations. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones, and has exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hunger with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has helped his servant Israel, as he promised to our fathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our second lesson, St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 7. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. The Apostle continues, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Make room in your hearts for us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have taken advantage of no one. I do not say this to condemn you, for I said before that you are in our hearts to die together and to live together. I am acting with great boldness toward you, I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort. In all our affliction, I am overflowing with joy. For even when we came into Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were afflicted at every turn, fighting without and fear within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which he was comforted by you, as he told us of your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoice still more. For even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I see that the letter grieved you, though only for a while. As it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. And besides our own comfort, we rejoice still more at the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For whatever boasts I made to him about you, I was not put to shame. But just as everything we said to you was true, so also our boasting before Titus has proved true. And his affection for you is even greater, as he remembers the obedience of you all, how you received him with fear and trembling. I rejoice because I have complete confidence in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Nukta Menis on page 46, our response. Together, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to reflect on this evening's lessons, but return and join me as we lift our voices together and confess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. Page 48, our evening suffrages. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O Lord. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O Lord. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O Lord. That there may be peace in your church and in the whole world, we entreat you, O Lord that we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ. We entreat you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of all your saints, entrusting one another in all of our life to Christ. We entreat you, O Lord. Page 603, our collect of the day from the fifth Sunday of Epiphany. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, keep your household, the church, continually in your true religion that we who trust in the hope of your heavenly grace may always be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And on page 50, this collect for faith on this Friday evening. Lord Jesus Christ, by your death you took away the sting of death. Grant to us your servants so to follow in faith where you have led the way, that we may at length fall asleep peacefully in you and you wake up in your likeness. For your tender mercy's sake we pray. Amen. Now we'll lift up three prayers for mission as is our custom. Using these three prayers on page 51 to frame our intercessions, I invite you to join with me. O God and Father of all whom the whole heavens adore, let the whole earth also worship you. All nations obey you. All tongues confess and bless you. And men, women, and children everywhere love you and serve you in peace. We pray this evening for all of those who have not yet received the gospel of Christ and for those who have never heard the word of salvation. Send forth your word, O God, that never returns void, and gather yourself a harvest of souls. We pray for those who have lost their faith and become hardened by sin or indifference. Stir the embers up in their hearts, O God, fan them to flames, and let these be saved. And we bring to you the contemptuous, the scornful, those who were enemies of the cross of Christ and those who persecuted your disciples. Forgive them, O God, for they know not what they do. Open their eyes and their hearts to the truth and let these be saved. And finally, we hold up those who in the name of Christ have persecuted others, that you, O God, will open their eyes and their hearts to the truth and lead all of us to faith and obedience to your word to deliver, and to provide for everyone who is calling upon your mighty name. And they find it to be a strong tower from the enemy. And all these things we ask for your love's sake. Amen. Finally, O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another your bounding grace may increase among us. Help us, O God, to love one another as Christ has loved us. And help us to do those works that are pleasing in your sight. Help us to be salt and light in the midst of a corrupt and a darkened generation. Build your church, mighty God, and let not the gates of hell prevail against it. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Feel free to pause the podcast now and to lift up your personal intercessions unto the Lord. But return and join me at the end as we lift our voices together and give thanks to Almighty God. we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you've given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto you, and you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come. Life everlasting. Amen. You've been listening to Evening Prayer at the Crossroads, a prayer minister of Crossroads Anglican in South Lyon, Michigan. Thank you for being our guest today at the Abbey. We hope that you found your visit encouraging as we strive together to build one another up in the faith and to make the habit of daily prayer a regular part of your Christian discipleship. If you'd like to learn more about Crossroads Anglican and daily prayer, please check out our website at crossroadsabbey.org. You'll find a host of prayer resources and helpful links there that'll help you learn more about the Anglican tradition, liturgical worship, and our vision to help strengthen and encourage your walk and help you draw closer to God. You can purchase your own copy or download a free PDF of the new Book of Common Prayer, by visiting the Anglican Church of North America's website at bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net That's bcp2019.anglicanchurch.net I'm Father David, and this has been a production of Crossroads Anglican. If you'd like to help support our ministry, please click on the donation button on the right side of our homepage and make your tax-deductible gifts. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us bless the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Alleluia. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.